It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, guys? It is your host of the Locked On Wizards podcast, Deontay Daniels and Ed Oliver. On today's show, we're going to get some of my thoughts about the 76ers Wizards game and a little bit more of Ed's thoughts. And also a lot of trade talk, possibly the Wizards being the front front runners for Jeremy Grant. Also, Montrezl Harrell possibly on the move. We'll talk about that and more. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, guys? It is your boys, Delonte Daniels and Ed Oliver, back at you guys with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. Now, before we get into all the trade stuff, this 76ers game, the Wizards look like, I think, a really they put out a really good performance. I said in the my bold prediction, I said the Wizards will hold the 76ers to under, well, like 47% like that. They held them to 40%, man. Um, 26% from the three was really good. I mean, they held them to 98 points, and that's how you consistently win games. And I've said over and over again, the Wizards have how have had high scoring games, shootout games all the time. I mean, you can't consistently win games like that. But if you're giving up 98 points, you can win a lot of games. That's good defense right there. And Embiid dropped 30 plus, which we all know he would do. So we don't care about that. Tyrese Maxey had 18, but he's the only other 76er to be in double digits. And that's how you do it. Some guys that you know, you know, you just can't really stop. You let them do their thing. But the key is to not let the Tobias Harris's, the Seth Curry's go off and kill you. You know, the the um, Cork Mazes of the world to, to kill you. You can't allow them to do that. And the Wizards did a great job of containing them. Tobias only had seven. Curry only had eight. Cork Raz only had six. 
I mean, George's and Yang only had seven off the bench. They did a great job, man. I think the Wizards did a really good job. I was very impressed. Obviously, you had Kyle Kuzma, the dunk, blew up Twitter. Everybody was going crazy off that challenging and beat, slamming them right on them. I was highly impressed, and I know you did some – you had a reaction right after the game, but we're, I want to know if you were just impressed as me. Oh, most certainly. I love that Kuzma dunk. I didn't watch Sports Center today. I haven't watched Sports Center in a long time, to be honest. But I'm, I'm hoping it was the number one dunk on Sports Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a good all around game from start to finish. Um, I thought that was our best defensive effort in a long time. It, it looked like the Wizards from the ten and three start um, finally having a healthy team after forty four games. Uh, it was refreshing. It looked good. Thomas mm-hmm. Bryant coming in, bringing in energy. Um, it, he just showed what, what having a stretch five does for a team because our, we're just an awful three-point shooting team. So just to have a threat, he hit one three. He went like one for three from the three-point line. But just having the threat of making Joel Embiid step out there, making Andre Drummond step out there, you know, giving up, giving more spacing to the floor, was just, it just it just made the Wizards a, a lot better, off, more of a threat offensively. Um, Bradley Bill, we had seven guys in double figures. Bradley Bill played well. I thought he facilitated the ball well as well. He didn't have to put up 30 points. This is the reason why we have so much depth. Um, Corey Kisper gave good minutes off the bench. Trez was his energy was unmatched off the bench. And Kyle Kuzma, the dunk on on uh, Joel Embiid, we, we, I loved it. That's what we need. And um, we got some trade rumors we're going to talk about, you know, in a couple minutes. But um, the points in the paint were the tail of the tape, and, and we rebound the ball. And you you got your bold prediction correct. Holding them under 40, 48%. I got mine correct. I said Joel mm-hmm. B was not going to have a double-double. He didn't have a double-double. And I thought we mm-hmm. double-teamed at the right time. Yeah. Every time we put the ball on the floor. And, and unfortunately, Gafford had foul trouble. But, you know, having those three bigs really, really helped. And KCP shot the ball pretty well as well. Some guys didn't play, you know, but we, we talked about, you know, some guys' minutes are going to have to get cut. But I thought mm-hmm. – and, and shout-out to Joseph Blair as well, you know, um, being the interim coach. For one game, you know, he's a former Harlem Globetrotter. So I thought it was a great all around mm-hmm. game for the Washington Wizards from top to bottom. Yeah. And I just wanted to talk about this because obviously some of the biggest news was Denny Avdia getting, I mean, practically a DMP. He got in at garbage time, you know, when the 76ers right. raised the white flag. That's when he got <laughs> in. I, I mean, I don't know if this, like I said, I tweeted this too. If Wizards players were stocks, Daniel Gaffer and Denny Avdia is going down right now. They're going down right now. Uh, Daniel Gafford only had eight minutes played. I believe in the last game, didn't he only play like 11 minutes? I mean, his yeah. minutes are are dropping. He's starting currently. I don't know. Um, but his minutes are dropping. You know, you're starting and only playing eight minutes, and a lot of that is just playing Joel and B and being in foul trouble, et cetera, things like that. And also – Montrez Harrell and Thomas Bryant coming off of the bench. Denny Avdia, I I was a little surprised. I was definitely surprised, not a little. I was really surprised that, you know, he got practically a DMP because I understand Corey Kisper's been playing well. I said you got to find a way to give him minutes, and the Wizards did. He played 30 minutes, and he had a really good game, you know. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I don't have any issue with Corey Kisper playing. I was a little surprised that, Raul Neto. Now, Raul Neto got <laughs> 23 minutes and Denny got three, practically zero. That was the big shocker to me. Um, 
I don't think that Denny should be losing minutes to Neto, me personally. Even with Denny struggling offensively, you know, I still think you can find a way for him to be out there on the court, you know, and that kind of um, ties into the trade rumor stuff that we're going to talk about in a little bit. You know, when you see a guy go from playing, spot starting, and then no playing time at all with the trade deadline roaming and, you know, you talk about conditioning the roster and flipping some stuff around, you know, you got to start asking that question, you know? So that was, that was interesting to me. What was your thoughts on the Denny situation? Eh? Yeah. If you look at the comment section from our last YouTube video, um, of course, you know, people watching from Israel and are happy right now. The game was at, you know, two o'clock and it's like nine o'clock over there or something like that. So they're saying this was the best time for them to watch Denny during the day. and He didn't play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's just, that's what's going to happen. You know, we have, we have a deep roster and there's going to be some guys who aren't happy. I said yesterday, there's going to be some games where Montrez is not Montrez was the third big off the bench. And he said he wanted to do that before the game, but there's going to be some games where Gaffer's not playing a lot. There's going to be some games where, um, you know, Rui might not play a lot because Kuzma's playing so well and mm-hmm. other guys are playing well. Corey Kispers shooting the ball. There's going to be some games where Corey Kispers not going to be getting a lot of minutes. So right. um, it's just tough when you have so many veterans. That's why we keep bringing up the con- the consolidation trade so we can just, you know, kind of cut down on minutes and define roles. It would be easier for guys to get in rhythm. It's hard, you know, even Rui, Rui, Rui had his best game, but he still didn't really get in rhythm out there because he's only yeah. playing 16 minutes. Same thing with Thomas Bryant too. So, you know, nobody's really getting big minutes except for Brad and Dinwiddie and KCP, Kuzma, the starters right now. So it every game is different. It's different with matchups. So I wouldn't panic with Denny right now, but it, it is kind of tough. It's, it's, it's just yeah. hard. It's so hard to develop and win games at the same time. It really mm-hmm. is, especially when you have so many veterans. And that's the hard thing with Denny right now, uh, with Rui coming back and TB coming back. It just makes things harder on, on development. Yeah, I, it's hard, man. Like you said, to guys to just be playing 15 minutes here, 11 minutes there, and then the next game they only, they play 20, 23 minutes, but the next game they may go back down to 12 minutes. And It's hard to get a rhythm. It's hard to find a rhythm when you're getting inconsistent minutes. You know, it's really going to be tough. Like – Similar with Gaffer, he played 11 minutes the game before, eight minutes this game, and then the next game he could play really good and have 23 minutes or 25 minutes because it was a span where when Montrez was on the COVID protocols list and Gaffer was getting like 28 minutes, 30 minutes, now he's dropping down to 15, 12 minutes, 11 minutes, eight minutes. And I just think it's hard for players to, to find a really good, solid rhythm when your minutes can fluctuate at any time depending on the situation, and there's not a set. I, I know I'm going to get this amount of time. I know. And like you say, even with TB and Rui coming back and working back, I see some people on Twitter talk about maybe letting them get some run with the G League squad, with the go-go, you know, so they can get high minutes, you know, and really find their rhythm. But I understand, obviously, they need, they're need they needed on the Wizards. So that was how I thought about it and felt about it. But it is hard to kind of catch that rhythm, getting 11 minutes and 12 minutes here and there, and just the minute situation fluctuating, especially for a young guy like Denny, specifically Denny. That could be tough on him. I definitely do think that. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, we just we need we need TB to play and Rui to play immediately. So yeah. it's tough. And mm-hmm. um yeah, we'll definitely get into this Trez news right yep. now. 
Yep, we definitely will, guys. But before we do that, we do have a message from our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more than NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from points, assists, rebounds, threes made, etc. You pick two to five players in an over slash under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected number. I recently placed a flex play entry with an over on Kyle Kuzma rebounds and Bradley Bill over important points and double my money. It took me all the 30 seconds to make my selections. It's that easy, folks. Prize Picks is also allows mixed sports entries. For example, you can take the over on ND combined with the under on Rogers in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Guys, also I want to thank you once again for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. So, Ed, as you know, there was some trade news today about the Wizards, Jeremy Grant, and then Montrez Harrell. What was your thoughts firstly? Because we kind of were speculating on the Jeremy Grant. We kind of was thinking about like the Wizards had to pick a center. It seems like Montrez Harrell may be that guy. What was your thoughts when you seen that tweet come out? Um, I hate to see it, but I understand the move mm-hmm. because he has an expiring contract, $9.7 million. He will be a free agent this all season. Tommy Shepard will have to make a decision on, you know, Trez or Thomas Bryant. Um, mm-hmm. Gafford is he, he, we extended Gafford. So he's not eligible to be traded mm-hmm. before the trade deadline. So of course, you know, Gafford's out of it. He just can't be traded. So you have to pick between right. one or the other. Or, you know, he could keep all three if he really wanted to. You know, he did have a three-center rotation. So it's not – I wouldn't be surprised if, if Tommy does decide to keep Trez. But looking at the rotation and, like, we kind of talked about the log jam and people just not being able to get comfortable and get their minutes. And, you know, they're looking over their shoulder like, you know, if I make a mistake, then I got to sit kind of thing. Um, I don't – I don't want to see Trez go. But, like I said, I understand the move because mm-hmm. he – He's the toughest player on the team. He just right. is. He plays the hardest. He gives the he, – he's our vocal leader. You know, he was our um, – we don't start off – we don't have 10 wins in the 10-3 to three start without Trez. We just got to be mm-hmm. honest here. Um, you know, his, his numbers did go down. Of course, he was top 10 in the MVP ladder. We kind of saw it wasn't sustainable. It went down. Um, but it, it makes sense. A lot of people are bringing up the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, they have three first-round picks. But do they really want to give up one of their first round picks for Montrez Harold? If I'm the Grizzlies, I'm not really trying to give up a first rounder for Montrez. If I'm being honest, um, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of being, you know, kind of a, a picky GM, but I, I, I'm not, I'm not really pressed to give up a first round pick for Montrez Harold from the Grizzlies. Um, but I, I, I found an article on Bleacher Report that says um, at the bottom it's all about Jeremy Grant, and it says, um, it says. Montrez Harrell's expiring $9.7 million contract can help make the salaries match to get Jeremy Grant to D.C., and Montrez Harrell has been considered available for a trade according to league sources. Hmm. I think 
If you can if you can finesse your way to a first rounder getting a first round for Montrez, I definitely think you do do the get, do mm-hmm. the deal. Right. If you're talking about just second round picks and you can't package Montrez like in a pick to get a bigger guy or like a grant, which we got to talk about the contract stuff too cuz I think that's turning a lot of people off is right. the fact of the money he's asking for and then the report of him saying he wants to have a big offensive role, etc. Which it throws people off as well. Um, I think Montrez, if he's a package to get a bigger player, I understand. Or if you can get a first, potentially, I understand. But if it's like a second round pick, if you're just talking about a second round pick, then no, I think you keep him because he's definitely very important. He's fan one of the fan favorites of the team. You know, Kuzma definitely has gotten up there with him. I, he was important. Like you said, that 10 and 3 start, he he was one of the main key cogs. I, I would hate to see him go. You know, he has his struggles. You know, definitely he has his issues in the playing style defensively, et cetera. But he helps with this team in so many different ways with his energy, vocal leadership, et cetera. So I'm not jumping for joy to try to get rid of him. I think Trez is a very important piece, you know, to the team. But he isn't expiring. And, you know, you do kind of have a log jam at center, et cetera. Maybe you want to get uh, – you want a third center with some size who doesn't really care about, you know, having the ball that much or getting shots up that much, et cetera. Just a, a third guy on the bench to have. So I, I will understand that. Jeremy Grant, I wouldn't mind it. Uh, I seen Oz on Twitter – um, he works at Bullets Forever. He was put proposing a trade in the trade machine. He said Bertans, Avdia, and a, a first round pick. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind that. I think that's cool. Personally, I do think that would be fine with me. Do you think that's cool? How would you feel about that? Bertans at first and Denny. That's that's probably a perfect trade to be honest with you. And I, mm-hmm. I think I think Denny fans, Denny supporters would like it as well because he would get the opportunity to play to and play. get in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Pistons are a young team. Other than Kate Cunningham and Sadiq Bay, those are the only guys I really see getting more playing time than Denny. I mean, Killian Hayes, I don't see him getting Josh Jackson, guys like that on the Pistons. They don't really have guys that deserve more minutes than Denny on that roster. Um, so I think it would be good for both sides. I just don't see Denny getting the opportunity to develop like he should on the Wizards mm-hmm. unless, you know, we got to see how these next couple of games go. But um, give, getting rid of Bertans, that's just – I think everybody would be happy about <laughs> that, getting rid yeah. of that $16 million for him. And like you brought up earlier, the concern is Jeremy is eligible for a four-year, $112 million extension. That, that's a good amount of mm-hmm. money for a guy who, yeah. you know, hasn't made an all-star or hasn't been considered as an all-star at all. I mean, he's a good player, don't get me wrong, but yeah, that's, that's a good amount of money right there. $30 million mm-hmm. per year for him or almost 30 mil. That's 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 pretty steep in my opinion. He's a good player, um, but yeah, I don't know if I'm willing to pay that, um, to be honest with you. And um, But yeah, I, I would do that trade. I wouldn't mind it. I, I, you don't have to give up Rui. You don't give up Kuz. Um Maybe you do try to get a Sabonis later on. You'll see. Mm-hmm. And you didn't give up Trez, so you keep Trez too. So that's that's a pretty good trade. But maybe you would package up Trez and, and somebody else to get a Sabonis. And then your starting five would be Brad, Spencer, Jeremy, um, Rui. If you if you if you get Sabonis, you're gonna have to give up Rui and Kuz. I'm just looking right. far ahead to the future. 
um, if you want, you know, Sabonis and, and Jeremy Grant. And that would make Bradley Bill happy because Tommy Shepard obviously is trying to make Bradley Bill stay. So what do you have to do to make mm-hmm. Bradley Bill stay? You're going to have to get him. You're going to have to get Jeremy Grant because he's, he's buddies with Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy Grant's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Um, and then Sabonis, you would have an all-star. So that would that would make Bradley Bill happy and would make him want to stay. That's, you know, I'm not saying that's what we want to do, but that's what Tommy Shepard is looking to do. Yeah, Grant Grant definitely has a couple things going for him. You know, local mm-hmm. guy. Uh, right. Wes Unseld's familiar with him. They have connection. He's played with Wes Unseld Jr. on the coaching staff in Denver. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely can see the Wizards making that move and he being their number one guy and their number one option right now. Um, I think I wouldn't be surprised if it happened, man. I, I really wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I, I think do think, happen. yeah, I, I do think so too. <laughs> I think so as well. You know, people may not agree with the money aspect, and I completely understand that. But the Wizards are looking to win, and I feel like they feel like Jeremy Grant is their most realistic option. I feel like they think he may possibly even be the best option. So, hello, mm-hmm. see, eh? I, I definitely, if the trade goes down, how do you think? He improves the team. How much? How far do you think he improves the team? Now we know he's not. We're not any championship contender or whatnot with him. Right. But do you think he helps improve the defense enough, or can help contribute offensively enough to bump them up to? Because the seeding is close right now in the Eastern it Conference. Yeah. You know, it's really close. Do you think they can bump them up to com- competing for that five, four C? Because it's all right there. It's really all right there right now. I think he does help. Um, and like you said, the local ties, you know, of course, he's from the DMV, went to high school here, all that good stuff. His dad played for the Wizards, Harvey Grant. So we, we know the story about that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, we are currently in the eighth seed right now. Um, we're very close to this. We're one game out of the seventh seed and uh, two and a half games out of the sixth seed. So um, Jeremy, he, he would help us out. I I really don't want to give up Kuz. I just don't. But oh, like yeah. I said, if, if we if we get some bonus, then that would that would you have to give up Kuz. Um, but Jeremy's a good defender. He played with West Sunset Jr. Like you said earlier, um, great three and D guy. He hasn't really mm-hmm. been efficient this year, and he does have a wrist injury as well. So when is he going to be back from the injury? Um, with the Pistons, he was more of an ISO ball guy, so he wasn't very efficient this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say he th- he shot. Um, I'm going to look it up real quick, his three-point percentage, because, you know, we, we've just been awful from the three-point line. So, you know, but he he can shoot, and he would be a good defender. That is true. He would be a great 3-and-D guy for the Washington Wizards. So he would make us better. Does he move the needle? To be honest, no. But if they if the bigger plan is to bring it, he, he's shooting 33% from the three. Mm-hmm. Career high was 38% from the three. So he, he's been a solid, not, not great from the three, but he's been solid. Um, if the major plan is to bring, because if he brings in Jeremy, I don't think Tommy's done yet. That's why I keep bringing up Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's just Jeremy and you stop and you stay in Pat and that's it, I don't see the point of making that move to bring Jeremy Grant in, especially if he wants four years, $112 million. I, I, I wouldn't do it if that's just the major move and you stop right there. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because I would be surprised if they made a move for like another big move like Sabonis or something like that because mm-hmm. – that's just not the Wizards' forte, you know. Mm. High turnover on the roster, and right. I don't think Tommy really wants to have high turnover. You know, he's okay. I feel like he's okay with making a move 
like a grant, but a grant and it's a bonus. And then just flipping the roster and it's a lot of different pieces now. I just I just can't see the Wizards doing something like that. That's not a Wizards, Washington Wizards type of thing to do. Now, I understand it. Like, that's from a fan aspect. It's like that gives you a really good shot. But just thinking about the Wizards and their history and what they do, you know, uh, the biggest trade they've done recently is Russ. And that was just a Russ for John one for one pretty much and gave the Rockets a first-round pick as well. But other than that, it's just been Gortat, Markeith, Bogdanovich, just mm. just slight stuff. Yeah, so Portis, Jabari Parker, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just everybody. slighter, slighter moves. So mm. I think, I think, um, of course, you have the rush trade to two Lakers that brought in KCP Hill mm. and things like that. So I think Grant is is the move. I'd be surprised if they made like a big secondary move after that. I wouldn't be surprised if they did maybe like a smaller move after that. But I think Grant is just the pick right there. I think that would be the move. Yeah. I think the sleepers, some people are starting to say Harrison Barnes, um, Eric Gordon, Terrence Ross, guys like that. You could try to bring some guys in like that. They don't really move the needle like that either, but they would help with with, with, with the three-point shooting for sure. So, But I, I like Jeremy Grant, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I think, I think mm-hmm. it will happen just because of the D.C. ties. I think Tommy, he loves um, – you know, the DC ties, you know, bringing a West Oso mm-hmm. Jr. He, he just, he kind of loves that thing. So I, I think it is going to happen, but uh, we're going to get to this Nets preview. We do play tomorrow night. Kevin Durant will not be playing. So we do get a little bit of a break there. Um, before we do get to the preview, this episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. My favorite flavor is cookies and cream. I usually put it in the fridge or in the microwave to give it a little bit more flavor. It's the new year. So that means new year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, Make sure you include Bill Bar in your plan. Bill Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Bill Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Bill, most Bill Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The way when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Bill.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bill.com. All right, so, D, what's your keys to victory against the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow night? Mm, I would say – I would say the keys to victory against the Brooklyn Nets because Kyrie Irving will be playing. James Harden will be playing. Man, I think keep your turnovers down. Keep your turnovers down. I always say that with the Wizards. Keeping the turnovers down. But also, I think a key is protecting the paint, obviously. But they, they don't have that big of a you know paint presence. But James Harden and Kyrie can get to the basket. 
and I would say keeping the fouls down. Those would be my two main things right there. Turnovers and keeping the fouls down. You don't want James Harden going to the free throw line 14 times, which has had issues in the past with allowing high free throw attempts to guys like DeRozan, guys like Jimmy Butler. Keep the keep the fouling down. Try your best to do that because James Harden and Kyrie are going to try to get to that free throw line. are going to try to get to the basket. So I would say keep the turnovers low, protect the paint, and keep the fouling to a minimum. Definitely. Um, yeah, Kyrie's going to be a tough guard. It's going to be tough to guard him without fouling. Same thing with James Harden. There are the new rules, but James Harden still gets to the free throw line a lot. He's, he, you know, he started to learn how to play with the new rules. It was a struggle for him at first. Um, they did just lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers, which is another good team on the road. Um, Kyrie's a tough guard. James Harden. Um, they, they just don't have much of a bench. Um, I mean, Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge, they're all older, older guys, uh, you know, longtime veterans. So I think this would be a better game for Gafford not to get in foul trouble because there's not we're not playing against one of those, you know, big guys like an Embiid or Nurkic. So I'm really looking at Daniel Gafford this game because if he gets in foul trouble again against somebody like a um, Dayon Sharp, who's a rookie, yeah. um, then, you know, I, I don't – Gafford, he just has to look in the mirror and just work on that really badly because this is a game where I think he should definitely improve. Um, defend without fouling, of course, win the rebound battle. Let's move the ball like we did against the Sixers. Let's try to push the pace, get in transition, uh, push the pedal on these guys, uh, take advantage of Kevin Durant not being there, um, and defending mm-hmm. the three-point line, and once again, moving the ball inside out. Want to see some pick and roll and pick and pop with Thomas Bryant. I think Thomas Bryant should be able to dominate this game. Same thing with Trez. I'm, look, I'm looking at the big guys as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Rui, too. I think Rui should have a, have a good game as well. Mm-hmm. And um, Bradley Bill as well. I, I, my bold prediction, really, um, I'm gonna say we get. I'm, I'm gonna say we get seven guys in double figures again. If we just move the ball, rebound the ball, and play unselfishly, okay, and make the extra pass, I think we should win this game. Was that your bold prediction too? You said seven guys in double figures. Seven guys in double figures. Okay, so that's the bold prediction from you. I say. I say Spencer Dinwiddie has 20 points, 10 assists. I think he facilitates the ball, and I think he gets a little aggressive with the scoring in this game. I see that that'll be tough to that'll be tough to do the 20 mm-hmm. point mark, especially because we know he's he doesn't really have that aggressive as aggressive scoring mindset with everybody healthy. But I'll say I'll you know, revenge game against former team. I'll say 2010 for him. Mm. And, and, yeah, and Patty Mills, we have to, we cannot let him get hot because mm. Patty Mills usually tortures the Washington Wizards. He, he can, he can light up, light it up from the three point line. 100%. Well, guys, that is all we have for you today. I want to thank you once again for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on best hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Well, guys, hopefully after the next game, we'll be coming at you with a dub like Ed did after the 76ers game. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube and hit the notification bell. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.